What is up guys and welcome back to episode 2 of the PMF Experience where this week we're going to dive into becoming who you are meant to be. Um, this is kind of just heavy on my heart recently and I was writing an outline on just kind of, hey man, what are some points we can talk about and just today, um, October not October, geez, December 3rd, a friend of mine will refer to as AK, who you know who you are. It's just like, man, when's your next one coming out? I was like, it's coming out soon. So big shout out to you for getting the dice rolling a little bit quicker for this episode um, and motivating me to get it done a little bit quicker. So without further ado, we're jumping into it. The first point I want to talk about is how obstacles somehow are always there when you want to be better and you want to grow into a better person. I think a huge way to look at this and a really good way to look at this is take a wall, put it 15 feet high, can't walk around it, you can't dig under it. You have to somehow climb this wall. Well, the obvious answer and the very simplistic answer is find someone. Find someone to boost you up or a couple people, depending on how tall you are. If you're like me, you're probably going to need two people because let's be real, five, seven might not, you know, one other person might not be able to get me up there. And then I also have to help them up. So like when I get to the top, I have to reach back down and help them up. So we got to make sure it's balanced. And so that's the easiest way. That's the most simplistic way is look for others willing to help. Clay, oh my God, you are so smart. I wonder why I haven't thought of that. For those people thinking that, the people that feel alone like they don't have somebody to help them over this wall, um, there's a few points I'm going to make. The first one is going to be faith. I have Christian beliefs. I am Christian. So I'm going to talk about what we can do with God, how we can use God to better ourselves. And I don't want to, I want to preface real fast. When I say use God, I'm not meaning like use and abuse, you know, pump and dump, nothing like that. It is simply saying, I give in, I'm going to follow you, I'm going to worship you and become better and use your scripture is a better way of putting it. Use your words to better myself. Use your teachings. So faith, how does this really help when we're struggling to get past this 15-foot wall that we can't climb? For the smart asses out there, no, he's not going to send an angel to pick you up and get you over. The thing I've learned is God never gives you what you need. He gives you the opportunity to get it. So all he's going to do is provide the opportunities. And so what we need to do as people, if this is our belief system, we have to break down who we are. It sucks. Trust me. I'm working on it still. I haven't broken everything down. I still have issues I'm working through. My parents still have issues they're working through individually. Growth is always like that. You're always going to have to look at yourself and say, well... I'm not doing what I need to. I'm not adequate in this situation because something that happened in my past isn't allowing it. So we really have to break us down. And it can be simple as if you're a pen and paper person, like you need a pros and cons list. 
strengths and weakness list, make it and then look at it and say, okay, well, this is what I'm really good at. And there's some people that are going to look at it and say, okay, cool. I just need to focus on my strengths, but that's not going to help you grow to the fullest, right? When we look at our weaknesses and say, okay, one of mine, cool. I feel like I can speak to people, but a podcast scares the crap out of me. I've had a lot of times where I go to speak and people tear me down. And so to me, speaking might have been a strength when I was younger, but I let people and outside influences get to what I was doing and stop me. And so to me, it's a weakness now. If I don't work on that, I can't be better. So part of the faith base, the belief system is saying, God, you know, I suck. I suck at talking. I suck at trying to get my point across, um, especially when my ADD or ADHD is just kicking in and I can't focus. I need help. Give me guidance and give me discernment. Please, oh, please help. Just show me how, tell me how, give me someone, give me a clip from YouTube. I think this is a huge thing for individuals who think they don't have anybody. The internet is your friend. I'm not saying go to pornhub.com. Rat a tat tat. I can't do drums, but no, I'm not saying chase something that's a void filler. I'm saying, okay, you just had that prayer. Cool. Well, go look up sermons. Go look up speakers you enjoy listening to. Those are mentors. Like a big thing I learned from a book, and I forget which one I wish I could remember, was I think it was a way to the Wild Heart, that which my sister bought me. Actually, love you, Tor. Hope you get to listen to this. But she bought me while I was at boot camp. I read it, and it was saying you don't have to be physically in person to have a mentor. Like who you watch, who you get your values from like okay you can be like okay cool i believe in this but if your speaker believes in that on this video you believe in the same things you can take this person and say okay i like what you're saying because it's similar to mine or it's the exact same vision as mine i'm gonna learn from you same thing it's just different so find those pastors you like find like for me Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd. I also listen to Gary V, Simon Sinek, Jordan Peterson, Bishop TD Jakes, to ET the hip hop preacher, Lewis Howes, and then I listen to Joe Rogan clips. I don't listen to his full podcasts, but same thing with Lewis. But those are mentors to me because I'm learning from them. So when you ask God to help you, don't think he's going, he might not send a physical person. He might give you that video for the day. He might, you know, give you a reading for the day. You know, you're reading a book and there's a specific sentence that stands out. That's okay. Just take note. Notice the small things because they're going to pile up. So when you're struggling, when you have that obstacle, you have this 15-foot wall, and I, you, know, you can't dig under, you can't walk around, you're looking at, how can I get up? Well, think of it very simple. I didn't say what shoes you had on. I didn't say if there was a tool on the ground where you could pick at the wall, 
I just told you you couldn't, you didn't have a rope, you couldn't walk around, you couldn't dig. But what I did was I didn't tell you what was around you that could help you. And many times as individuals, that's where we get lost, is we don't look around us. We get so focused on us that we don't try to think outside the box. And so it, for, for Christians, for something I believe in, when we put ourselves into, hey, it's not me, I am praying to God, I am worshiping God, that gives us a mentality of it's not just me. And I think that's important. And so going into, okay, well, what about obstacles? What if you're not a Christian? What if you don't have the same belief system? Same, same thing I told you. You know, you might not pray, but you can go find these videos. They don't, like, you don't have to use the pastors I said, which is Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd, Bishop T.D. Jakes. You know, you don't have to use those guys, but you can go find someone that has the same values, that teaches something. Logan Paul, you know, he's got his podcast, but he's, you know, doing what he thinks right. He is, to me, a guy you can look up to because he's going to speak his mind. Same thing with Mike. You know, it doesn't have to be people I suggest, but I would highly advise you, if you don't have physical people, find a, like, find an author, find a podcaster, find a YouTuber that you can relate to in the sense of they have the same values I have. Musicians, man, listening to, to lyrics, lyrics matter. And when you look at it and you say, man, that resonates, that can help you. Music is a kind of therapy. You know, I got a buddy. I'll shout him out. Um, Dylan, you know, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. We need to catch up. We haven't talked in a couple weeks. But he uses working out like I used to. I've I've had a struggle recently with a lot of things that it's it's not. I haven't been working out, but this man oh my lord he he's had a great transformation he's put the work in but he's struggling too you can't say he's not and i'm pretty sure he'll say he is as well and with certain things but working out is his way of solving problems his way of escape right but his way of escape is building a stronger person physically so like i said i love this dude he's a great dude and i'm pretty sure he's not neglecting the mental part of it but guys if you need an outlet working out's great you know and to overcome an obstacle to get your mind again when i said we focus too much on ourselves to solve an issue go put yourself in a situation where you can't think about yourself so if working out gets you out of the headspace of man i can think over everything it frees my mind go do it i recommend it if screaming at the top of your lungs is what does it for you to get out of your head to think clearly? Go do it. If journaling does that for you, go do it. But find what gets you out of your head, get gets you out of the selfish thinking. When I say selfish, I'm not saying, oh, you're selfish, like the actual definition. What I'm saying is you are thinking too much of yourself, about yourself. You're overthinking, right? So I'm saying get out of your own head. Start thinking differently. Like perspective is everything. Because perspective will lead to your mindset. And your mindset will. If you can't find a way to get out of your head. And you know say man I'm 
I'm just gonna fucking say it. Fucked up. I know. I know. I just said it twice. But if you can't say that about yourself, you're too much in your head. If you can't, if you look at yourself and say, "Man, I'm a fuck up," and then you don't know why, you're just looking and you're you're not taking responsibility for what's happening around you. Like, okay, cool. For me, I'll be personal real fast. You know, I made a decision, and that decision um, right out of high school was, "Man, I'm gonna do something." And I'm going to go join up, you know, I joined the National Guard, pay for college. Awesome. What what I did, and I'm not proud of it. I'm proud of the choice I made, but I'm not proud of the why. That why is I was running from what I knew was inevitable. See, when I graduated, I lost some friends. I lost people I thought were going to be in my life. And that took its toll. It's like, man, I'm losing people. And I and I, I recognized the pattern and said, man, I'm going to lose more people. I'm going to leave the situation. So, you know, I leave. But here's the big thing. I could have caused a lot more people to leave because out of sight, out of mind. I could have, I've caused more obstacles for me on the way when I got back. And that's, that's not saying it's a bad thing. I think I needed it because a huge thing was, I need people in my life. I need help. And that's okay to admit. But part of my growth stunt was, man, I have no one. My parents are like, we're right here. But they understood that I'm not going to tell them everything. I needed people I could tell everything to. And those people I thought I had told me I wasn't worth it. Told me we're too different told me there's I had a I had a friend at the time tell me you need to open up more and I refused to and then I decided to open up and they told me I was too much I was not it was not okay to open up and that screwed with me that that made my 15 foot wall a 30 foot wall you know I, I I went to boot camp I grew really strong in faith but I didn't have any obstacles other than what was in front of me we didn't have a phone we didn't have you know we didn't have outside communication except for letters and so to me it was limited then when I got home I got my phone back I got everything just came crashing in all at once you know it was like a dam bursting open and that stunned my growth and I have not relied on my faith to help me through it I'm doing my best to get back to that and it you know, I'm listening to worship music. That's that's my my thing of, you know, if you can't, like, when I say you can't read the Bible, when you don't read your Bible today, man, get some source of God today. And the easiest way is music. You know, you're in the car for, you know, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever your journey is for the day, you can listen to music. Or, you know, listen to that podcast that I suggested earlier, or that, that speaker, or audio book, if it, you know you're looking for authors. That's fine, but find that outlet that helps you. For me, I know when I'm incredibly strong in my faith, I'm not unstoppable, but I know I'm very hard to beat. And I'm talking about beating myself. Like, I'm my own worst enemy. Lisa Klepis says, you are your own worst enemy. If you can learn to stop expecting impossible perfection in yourself and others, you may find the happiness that has always eluded you. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I feel unbeatable when I'm connected 
with God, when I'm in touch with God, because I know whatever's going through my head, the battles I'm having, I can turn to him and say, hey, here you go. I I trust you. I'm putting faith in you to be my God and, and do what you say you will do. And, you know, I've had really good moments. And so for me, it's needed. So find the thing that grounds you and gives you roots. For me, that's 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 God. That's Jesus. What is it for you, man? I would love to help you guys. I know I don't have contact information on my podcast yet. I'm pretty sure you can message me through Anchor. But I am working on, you know, I'm wanting to get a video representation of the podcast up as I'm speaking. So I'm going to have different ways. So we're I'm working on getting out on more than just, you know, Anchor and the platforms it distributes to. So if you bear with me, guys, it, it might be a few months, but we're going to get on other platforms to where it's also easier to contact me. I know with video also I can put my my Instagram out there and you, you guys can DM me and you can see it instead of me saying, oh, you know, this is what it my Instagram is and you have to like go write it down. We're going to make something big and impactful for sure. So if you guys stay tuned, there is something in the works. It's going to be awesome. Moving on from the the obstacles, because I feel like I touched base on that pretty well. If you guys want more of that, I know I talked about faith a little bit more than what if you're not, what if you don't believe in Jesus? I I can do some more research on that. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's if you guys want me to. So if you want, hey, we like some of your suggestions, give us more, tell me, please. I want this to be, like I said in the very first one, I want this to be a family. I want this to be where we hold each other accountable. So hold me accountable on me saying, hey, if you want more suggestions on how to overcome these obstacles without people in your life, when you feel like you don't have people in your life, tell me, I'll do some research and actually come up with other suggestions besides the music, you know, finding a mentor, whether that's an author or speaker, I'll, I'll find some other other ones for you guys. But moving on, um, I had this, I want to talk about gut feelings and when you are going to grow, right? So just a few weeks ago, when I actually got this idea, it was from this gut feeling. I had, I think I was at work and I was just thinking about a situation and I had this reaction. And it, it, to me, it seemed ruthless. To me, it seemed rude and mean. And that's not who I want to be. And I was like, damn, I'm not going to do it. Like, what I knew I was supposed to do, I didn't do. And this was reacting to a person. So it was kind of like, you know, I hadn't texted back yet. But I was like, man, how do I handle this situation? And... Boy, oh boy, was my instinct to say, man, go screw them, like screw off kind of thing. Not screw them because, you know, dirty minds here, ha ha. But no, it was like, man, cut them off. They don't, you don't need them. Like, what are they doing for you? Like, you've given in to help them. 
and you're not getting anything back, that's not okay. And my instinct was to tell them off. I'm like, man, I've done a lot for you, and I haven't asked for anything back, but we're friends, and you don't ask me when I'm down. I'm like, man, you don't ask me how I'm doing. Dude, that's not friendship. So I was like, oof. But I didn't, you know, tell them off. I didn't tell them what was up. I just let it go. And that instinct, and, you know, I'll talk to my parents, and I've talked to my parents about it. Like, no, that's okay. Like, my mom has constantly told me with people that I will tell her about and their reactions they have. She goes, cut them off, block them, you know, get them out of your life. That's a negative impact on you. That's causing you to be depressed. That's causing you to lose faith in yourself because they're giving you the image of you're not good enough, which I've struggled with forever, going all the way back to first grade kindergarten. So if I'm battling not being good enough, and I'm letting outside influences tell me I'm not good enough, even though I know what I'm doing in that specific situation is meeting or exceeding. No, you don't need them. But I didn't go with my gut instinct. So I want to talk about how many times have we had a gut instinct to do something and we refuse to do it because it's not who we are in the moment, in your season, right? Like, for example, say you ha- you're in a really bad depressive season, like you're in a high state of depression. Maybe you're high functioning, like high functioning, you have high functioning depression, there we go, or anxiety as well. And you have this instinct that says, man, if you just don't talk to Sally today, if you just don't talk to Stu today, if you don't talk to Alex today, This is not pointing at you, Pappas. I promise. I love you, dude. You're a homie. I just used the name I thought of. But, you know, and you just have those reactions of, man, don't talk to them today. Fucking do it. Just see what happens. I mean, you're going to find out if they're going to text you to start a fight, to pick a fight, or to, like, care about you. Are they going to even text you at all? Like, sometimes you have to take a step back. Like, one step back is fine as long as you take two steps forward. And I believe Paul Walker said a quote of, that's not realistic. He's like, sometimes it's, you know, six steps back, five steps forward, two steps back, like another five steps forward. It's not always a one, two. But as long as you're making progress for like progression to continue growing, you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have things of that nature that make you go backwards. But who's to tell you you have to have your steps forward outweigh your steps backward. Because in my life, like in my minimal knowledge that I have, how many times have you erased a word on a paper, you know, rewritten a text message, you know, rewritten a paper and had to backspace to get the final draft? So I don't honestly believe one step back, two steps forward is necessarily true because If you don't have as many mistakes as you do successes, I don't think you learn the best. I mean, think about it. You put yourself in a college kid's mindset, high schooler's mindset, English class. Hey, you have a thousand page essay due Monday and it's Thursday. So at the start of the week, the new week. Okay, cool. You need 
two rough drafts proofed by two different classmates and then a final draft. You can have another rough draft if you need to, three max, but we're doing two with classmates. You know, two different classmates. The third one, if you choose to do it, you have to find someone outside of the class. And you're going to look at the teacher like, why am I going outside of the class to find someone to, to read my paper? Well, if you do that third rough draft after the two revisions of them saying, hey, it's not good enough. You got to redo this and this and this. So you're having to take out and then replace. And then that third person that's not even in your class doesn't know what the hell's going on. Tells you, hey, you know, from my experience, you know, say you're a freshman in college. You, you went to a senior who had that professor. Okay. They're giving me feedback that I didn't even know I needed. But now it makes me want to write the whole paper. Rewrite the whole paper. Not fix the little mistakes, but rewrite the whole paper. Because now I have a different perspective. So you're backspacing a lot more than you think. Erasing a lot more than you think to redo. So I think that's fine. But these gut feelings, kind of getting back to the point I was making... Why do we deny these as people? It, it, it bothers me when I do that. And, you know, a couple weeks later, months later, years later, I'm like, wow, I could have been better sooner if I'd just seen it this way. That's it. As simple as that. I could have been better sooner. Now, the catch is you need to be there a little bit longer to get to where you're going. But it's just always a nice thought to be like, man, if I'd known that sooner. But, you know, you know, Perks of the Wallflower, Logan Lerman and Paul Rudd's conversation when Logan's character asks Paul Rudd, why do we accept? Um, sorry, not I was about to say Paul's quote, but basically Logan Lerman's character is saying, why do we settle? And Paul Rudd's character's retort was the famous quote, we accept the love that we think think we deserve thought that's it for a second we accept the love that we think we deserve so when you get these gut feelings for yourself and you don't truly love yourself you're gonna accept what you think you deserve so who you are in this current moment when you have that feeling to be better to be greater you know to extinguish a problem because that's it might that gut feeling might be a solution well in your season you're in you are accepting what you think you deserve. So if this gut feeling is telling you to be better, be more outstanding, be extremely, highly, so outrageously better, you're not going to know how to react because you don't think you deserve to be that person yet. Why is that a thing? Why can't we just, you know, have these gut instincts, gut feelings and say, fuck yeah, I want to be this person. Let me go do it. Well, that's outside influence, telling you you're not good enough, telling you it doesn't matter what you do, you're not going to be great. I don't care that you're 20 and you, you can solve a problem for me that I couldn't see a solution to. I don't care. You're just not good enough. And part of that is the outlook everyone has on life. Everyone's outlook's different, slightly different. But I, I so desperately want... A world where we can have a common outlook of an open mind and say, hey, it's okay to be slightly different than what we need you to be because it's my perceived thought of what I need. But if you have 
majority of what I I know I'm going to need. We just have to teach you one little thing like a product. I'm going to bring you on. But we don't have that thought. We have, oh, you're just missing this one thing. You're not good enough. Well, you have nine out of 10 check marks. And the person they go with, you know, talking job, talking relationship, they have six. But their biggest thing that was on their checklist was knowing the product. And the product can be you. Your checklist is you, who you want to be. So you're, you're choosing who you think you deserve to be because you're missing something and you have no desire to go out and get it or to learn it. So I think we deny our gut feelings on the predication that we've settled momentarily because we don't understand it. We don't understand the feeling because we're settling for what we think we deserve until we realize we deserve better. So I, I know I said the quote by Lisa Kleppis earlier of you are your own worst enemy. If you can learn to stop expecting impossible perfection in yourself and others, you may find the happiness that has always eluded you. One of the points I want to talk about is how we're our own worst enemy. I mean, I think I did that pretty well with the we are accepting who we think we deserve to be in our season from outside influences what and whatnot. So this brings me to Michael Todd. He's one of the pastors I listen to. There's an excerpt on TikTok that a, a female posted and give me one quick second. I want to give her a shout out because I think she deserves it. Sorry, I'm pulling up my my phone right now to find it. Her TikTok's at Sav Stories. And so big shout out to you, Sav Stories. Thank you for allowing me to see that. But uh, the biggest takeaway I had from that was Michael Todd said, a burial and a planting look similar. So when you think you're being buried in your shit, buried in torment, buried in problems, buried in depression, buried in anxiety, buried in fill in the blank. You know, you lost your job, you're, you're on food stamps for the first time in your life, or you don't know where your next meal's coming for, but you know you gotta pay for college. It's a lot of shit you're getting buried in, but a burial and a planting look similar. You wanna know why? You both, they both have to be dug up. They both, something's put in the ground and then covered up. The huge difference is a seed sprouts and grows. When you're buried, you're in a box. Hopefully, you know, back in the day, if you didn't, if you weren't known as in it was a John Doe, I think you're just wrapped up and thrown in a common grave where there was no coffin. But... You get the gist of you're stuck in the ground and nothing's growing, right? All the shit you're being quote unquote buried in, shit is fertilizer out in the, you know, the crop world, right? I'm not too familiar with everything, but I do know that in that realm. So you're being shit on for something to grow out of your situation, which I think is crazy difficult to understand in the moment. You can have all the motivation you want. You can have some fiery speaker say, don't you understand what I'm saying? Is all the shit you've been through is made to define and build your character. 
to make you stronger. You're going to be like, hell yeah, dude. I'm all fired up. And then the next day comes. The next minute comes. The next downfall comes. The next person tells you you're not good enough comes. And then Michael Todd throws out in the same excerpt that I got, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future, the Lord said, the Lord declared rather, but you don't see anything coming that's prosperous. That's not harming you. And again, I mean, I think a lot of that's just how we look at it, right? We can take shit as fertilizer or we can take shit as I stepped in manure. Now it's all over my shoe. Now I got to go clean it off. And this is going to take 30 minutes to an hour, depending on if it gets dried or not, like if it dries onto my shoe or not. So we need to, not just my generation, I think the world needs to begin to change our thinking process instead of again this can be a pessimistic optimistic viewpoint an argument but whether or not you're christian or not i think everyone's life is made to be prosperous you know to have a good future to have hope but then that brings up being right fair and just i believe you get that when you're right fair and just i don't think cheaters get that and that's because you're not working for it you're bringing on something you didn't need And that just harms you rather than protects you and makes you prosperous, right? But man, if we can just realize what we go through as a fertilizer, I think we'd be a lot better off. But then we wouldn't be who we are today if it didn't take us so long to realize that information. So becoming who you are meant to be has a lot to do with and a lot to do with your thought process how you see the world, how you see yourself. If you don't see yourself as being anything because everyone around you is saying you're nothing and you can't find a string of hope, a string of faith to say, fuck you, I know I'm good enough. Because that little thread, I don't care how thin it is, gives you a little fight for the day to get you to where you need to go. So if we want to become who we are, we got to crack down on ourselves. We got to self-evaluate, be self-aware and kick ass, man. I love to say, man, I love to say go kick ass or that was kick ass or that was a kick ass day because that means I did something like to me when I say, man, I kicked ass. I won. I did something that brought a victory. And if we're not counting the little wins, we'll never see a big win. Because big wins are harder to find than a small one. So becoming who you're meant to be. I'm saying this over and over again. Becoming who you're meant to be. Because I want you to realize you are becoming who you're meant to be whether you realize it or not. So start self-assessing. If you need help, reach out to me, man. Or female. I don't just want to say man. But reach out to me, y'all. You can find me at on Instagram at the mighty leprechaun and there's a period between each word of the and mighty and mighty and leprechaun I did my name's the mighty leprechaun because my whole life I've been looked at as the short dude like I'm five seven but I've I've been the underdog because of that I've been 
made fun of for being Irish and, you know, a leprechaun with, you know, red hair, which is red and brown and a bright red beard when I grow it out. But I took that and I made it my brand. I made it me. I I took it and said, no more. You're not going to be able to make fun of me for it and hurt me. So that's a little win to me. If that's not a win to you looking at it, I don't know what little wins you're looking for. And I mean little wins. So guys, journal if you need to. Talk to somebody if you need to. And I know some of you are saying, I don't have anybody. Yes, you do. Whether it's just talking out loud, that helps rationalize things. It helps you get out of your head when you speak it to yourself. Find an adult. And that's kind of cliche because, fuck, I'm an adult. I'm 20. But find someone that's older than you, that has life experience. And just ask them one question. Make it a meaningful question that can help you out. And that question could literally be like, how did you get through tough times? That can be your one question. DM people on Instagram. TikTok. Gary V says, man, if you're not DMing, I think there's some other people as well that say that, that you're missing out. I don't do that because that's not something I've needed yet or come to yet. And that could just be bad on my part, but reach out to someone. I don't care if it's a big page or a small page, reach out because whether you believe it or not, self-awareness is going to help you. And guys, I love you so much. And very, very greatly that I don't want to see you fail completely. And when I say that, I mean where you don't get up and fight another minute, another day. That's complete failure to me. And some of you might say, man, what about when I can't get out of bed one day? Okay, cool. You got tomorrow. The point is to fight for better. It might not be able to get out of bed that day, but can you sit up and, you know, do something you needed to, that's a win. That's a small win, okay? So if you feel like you're failing completely, please reach out. I don't want you to go through it alone any longer. If I'm not the person you need to reach out to, maybe you can reach out to me and I can, through this, build, like I said, accountability, a network of people willing to help each other. And if we can do that, man, if I'm not the person for you, cool. Well, now we got Judy. Now we have Ruth. Now we have Matthew. Now we have... Luke, right? But if we can build that, y'all, think about the levels that could help. Not just me, not just you, but oh my word, that's a family right there. I don't care if it's one person this this podcast this month that asks to be in that. So we're all struggling. We're all, none of us are perfect. And I told you in the first episode, if you listen to it, we're gonna start a movement. And the biggest question they're gonna ask is, are you PMFing? meaning perspective, mindset, fitness. Are you having that experience? Are you seeing things then thinking about things to fight for a better mental health fitness? You know, it's all exercise. You just got to look at it one way and then another one the next moment. So guys, I love you. Thank you for listening. And I may start putting ads in, but I'm going to put them at the end. So... You don't have to listen to them because I don't enjoy them either when I'm listening. 
So I'm either going to put them at the very beginning and tell you, hey, skip this, or put it at the end and say, hey, just skip to the end. Or, you know, we're done. There's just the ad coming. But guys, I got big plans coming. Um, again, thank you, AK. I got this done this same night you told me. You know, I stayed up. Didn't start making this till 1. It's now 2.25 a.m. I still got to edit. But man, oh man, love you. And I'm thankful for you because that was a little push I needed. There's a little win. So with that, guys, I'm signing off. And until next time, are you PMFing?